On this week's episode, we bring you one of the hardest cases we've ever covered, and it left us both in tears with the murder of Shanann Watts and her young daughters, Bella and Cece, at the hands of the one person they should have been able to trust the most. Then we pull ourselves together long enough to review the Lifetime movie, Chris Watts, Confession of a Killer. So finish your workout and meet us in the pod shed. We're mainlining diet pills we bought on Facebook and talking about murder. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your host, Bailey. Big B. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm already in character. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. Hi. Happy Father's Day. If you're listening, it's now past Father's Day, but happy belated Father's Day. This is our Father's Day special, and it's we'll, a doozy. <laughs> we'll get into it later. But, you know, happy Father's Day out there to all the dads doing your best, whether you have a partner, whether you're a single dad, whether you're a dad who stepped up when the biological father stepped out any of the dads it all counts happy father's day y'all have a crack a cold one for us isn't that what dads do they sure they drink the brewskis the brews Mm -hmm. (laughs) i b and i have not been together in about two weeks it feels like it's been literally forever so how's it going i'm exhausted yeah i know aren't we all it's so fucking hot oh my in northern california we are officially up into the 112s mm-hmm. it's hot hot yep. so first of all if anyone remembers this as one of our add-ons to our drinking game anytime that we're not in the pod shed you're supposed to do like a big chug or a beer bong a, beer bong, a shotgun or, a shot and we are where inside inside in the bed inside in the, the ac coffee. So here, let's do a big chug. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're playing along with you guys. We are not in the pod shed because not only will we melt and die, my laptop won't work. Oh, no. Nothing will work. We learned this because it's been almost a year exactly since almost. we started the podcast. And we tried to do it out in the pod shed and it was so hot that our equipment wouldn't work and it, we had to come in here into the ac because we also made the mistake of like trying to open it up and it almost got like swampy well that's because i tried that stupid as seen on tv like oh, mini water cooler right. mm-hmm. but it was so hot in there that it didn't do anything besides blow water vapor it into made the it air. humid mm-hmm. <laughs> it made it humid that was a good time it was so so rough that was a great time <laughs> Anyways, what have you been up to, B? You guys went to a wedding. Oh my geez, right? We we're in the car for like oh, 20 yeah, you went hours. To LA. <laughs> 20 fucking hours, I basically. I know. Um, I loved your comment on my Instagram how Nick could trust me on an e-bike. What? Like, who are we? But you did good? Yeah. Of course. So they're supposed to top out at like, I don't know, 20, 25. Mm-hmm. Nick got his to like 30. And all you get is like this little bell to warn people that you're coming up on him. <laughs> so here's me like miles behind Nick just watching him ding, 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 just fucking flying up and down this pier. Amazing. It was. And it was a great time. But they, yeah. Are they easier than bikes? Well, so that's the whole thing is the pedal assist is you could still pedal like a bike, but the tires are a lot thicker. Mm hmm. And um, if you don't want to pedal, it's going to do all the work for you. 
So did you do pedaling? I did most of the pedaling. Um, it's we were, like hard not to, right? It is. It's like instinct is to pedal. Absolutely. But it's like if we're going up a hill, the pedal assist came in fucking clutch. And then um, finally towards the end, I got confident enough to like hit it in the turbo. And that shit, you're literally just flying. You feel like you're, you're like not a little even Vespa touching. almost yeah, it's or like something. you're not even touching the ground. Amazing. Uh-huh. But I didn't fall off. I didn't chip any teeth. Better than a regular bicycle. Mm-hmm. I did get sunburned. But yeah. that's okay. It gave me a very natural, like, that blush look that's in right now with, oh, like, yeah. the peachy nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I'd say the highlight of the wedding, I thought about you immediately. They mm. had a habit truck. Yes. Yeah. We're getting one. Yeah, I know. I that's can't the, wait. The, you're the only reason I know anything about the habit. So I was so excited to try it. And it was everything so I So good, heard. huh? Yeah, it was excellent. Uh-huh. And then... um you know Nick's friend Joel and mm. and his wife Melissa. They're like super fun. I'm sure I do. Yeah. Well, they were there and they were the highlight of my weekend. But whoever was sitting at our table decided it was a good idea. I don't know if he was just drunk enough that he's like, I'm going to call out all the women's age. Dang. Like he was trying to guess it. Yes. Where did he guess for you? Did he go low? No, he got me dead on. He got nice. me on the nose. He got me 36. But for Melissa, who was younger than Joel, he put her as like the older woman. So for the rest of the night, we're just like, oh, Joel's sugar mama. Oh, my Mel- Atlanta. We're like, who does that? Even if you think she's older, who says that out loud? He's all, that went so well. Next, I'm guessing, wait. Right? She's up first. She's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? We're like, go have another shot, dude. Well, listen. What's really fun is nobody, like all of my new clients, they can never believe my age. Good. They're always shocked at my age. Yeah. They're always shocked that I have kids and mm-hmm. that they're as old as they are. Yeah. Usually it starts with them asking how long I've done hair. And, I'm and they're like, like oh, no, 17, that's 18 not years. possible. They're like, but you're 17 years old. They're like, like you started when you were in elementary school. What yeah, are you talking about? Right. So I will take that compliment any all day. day of the week. All day. Mm-hmm. Um. So speaking of that, let's do... I don't know if it's a makeup review, but yes. Okay, so my very favorite makeup in the whole world, my Physicians Formula Mineral Powder Foundation. Yes, it, you can't find it in stores anymore. It's I've tried all the stores. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I've since bought like two other pressed powders. Okay. I fucking hate them. Yep, I hate them mm-hmm. with a passion. Yep. So then I was like. I guess I'm going to have to move on to foundation, like regular foundation. Mm-hmm. I tried e.l.f. because I use so much e.l.f. makeup. And it could be that e.l.f. has terrible foundation. It could be that I hate foundation. Yeah. But either way, I fucking hate it. I'm not a fan of e.l.f.'s foundation. I don't know if I'm going to be a fan of anybody's foundation, but I'm definitely not a fan of, of e.l.f.'s theirs, foundation. Yeah. It doesn't last. It comes off super easy. It's hot. So the minute you get even like no. a little dewy. Oh, and the, come on. The, we wake up dewy. It's, we wake up hot. There's no getting around it here. Mm-hmm. So I, they had great like shade match for my skin. I nailed yep. it first one. So that was good. Mm-hmm. But I followed all the steps, all the things that YouTube and TikTok have taught me yep. and I hated it. Nope, I'm still in the search of a good foundation for myself being like, like being like an oily combo type of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um so on a side note, 
I finally went to Amazon and I found my makeup and it came today in the mail after work I got it and when I tell you I was so happy to put oh, it on my face what'd you like, get I got my makeup I oh got, you found your I found physicians my for, physicians gotcha on, oh, Amazon. on the Amazon okay thank god you need to buy it out I know stock just in up. case mm-hmm. it's my favorite thing I can't find anything to replace it yeah that and their concealer is the best and their concealer, they I think they rebranded or reformulated their concealer. It's not as good anymore. Oh god! But it's still better than almost every concealer concealer I've ever tried. Interesting. So you know, don't why? take my word for it. But Physicians Formula Concealer. I know. Is why great. did I think you were like a Maybelline powder though? I would rather die than put that shit or on my like face. Or like a Maybelline concealer. Maybelline um, mascara. Is that it? Mm-hmm. That's Interesting. It. Okay. It's <laughs> it's again a rundown on my products. It's Maybelline mascara. Physicians Formula Face Stuff. I yeah. use their, um, the powder foundation, the concealer, and I think I have, they have like a really great butter bronzer that mm. smells like vacation. Their bronzer is it, for sure. I use their bronzer. Um, Elf, pretty much everything else. My eyebrow gel yep. stuff. Yep. Everything else is Elf except for my lips, which are almost, it's all like exclusively NYX. NYX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. NYX for the lips. Yeah. Um, so there's my product rundown. But on a side note of makeup... I got a lash lift and I've never been happier with anything in my whole life. Right. But I now you're going to be, a, I know, but now you're going to be addicted. But it doesn't matter because I work with an esthetician who does you it. Do all it. I did was yeah. pay, all I did was tip her. Yeah. So normally the service is 80 bucks in the salon mm-hmm. and I just tipped That's her. That's cheap for a lash lift. Yeah, but it's also where we are. It. But the lash lift isn't lash extensions. Right. No, I know, but still, usually like a lash Anyways, lift could be. Look at my eyelashes. Oh, yeah. All I did was tip mascara on right. them. I didn't even put that much mascara on them. Yeah. How do they look? Do you tell them? They look very long, very lush. They mm-hmm. look super curled. Mm-hmm. Usually I put on a thousand coats of mascara. It's like a perm for your eyelashes. Yeah, it gets mm-hmm. them long because my my eyelashes grow like straight out of my face. Right. And this gives it that va-va-voom like curl look. Yeah, mm-hmm. my eyelashes look fake. They look yeah. so good. Because I did the eyebrow tint once with the eyebrow or with the eyelash lift and I did I loved it but I'm like I'm also not gonna spend that kind of money to get this done every so often yeah they do also um I get it I didn't get it done because I'm a mascara addict but um they can also do the eyelash tint in the same procedure yes so you literally look like you have mascara all on the time all the time I know mm-hmm. I yep. still like mascara because it still adds a little something extra and I'm I don't know if this is going to make sense to anybody but like my eyes will be like irritated in the morning and I feel like the mascara helps because it gets my eyelashes out like, you know, eyelashes oh, are like kind of fluffy. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like them to get sealed up out of my eyeballs. Interesting. Anyways. Yeah. So there's my makeup review, I guys. That's a very unique you thing. I don't like foundation. I do love my makeup. My <laughs> physician's like formula. Mascara. I found it. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with my lash lift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely obsessed with it. So if you have a little extra money to spend on yourself, I highly, highly recommend Amen. Great. Anything else? Yeah. How was the kids' birthday party? It was super fun, super old school. Basically, so my son turned nine. What was that last weekend? Yep. And they each had a friend. So, like, my daughter's best friend came over. Uh, My son's best friend had already spent the night. And my husband took them cosmic bowling Saturday night. So, he took the big kids. And it's when they like do the fun lights. I was just going to say, because I know our bowling alley has been redone recently. 
Yep. So they did cosmic bowling. They went bowling from like nine o'clock to like eleven thirty at night. Dang. Which is super fun that for kids. Is. And then the next day, um, we hung out. We barbecued. We had some family friends over. We filled up, I think, like five hundred and fifty water balloons. Oh my gosh! Wow. Your daughter came over. She yep. was there with my daughter. That mm-hmm. was Zoe. So they all had a buddy, and we had a huge, massive water balloon water gun fight. Barbecued some burgers. Unbelievable. Jumped on the trampoline. So fun. Yeah. And it was like, you know, old school fun. Yeah. Easy birthday. Exactly. So that's that. Love it. That's all I've been up to and working. Right. <laughs> um, Lila did what? Viking camp? Yeah, <laughs> she did Viking camp, which was, you know, it was good. She liked it. It wasn't mm. quite what she was expecting it to be, but. Okay. She liked it. She really likes being home alone is what she likes. Yeah. She she liked going there, but then she liked I'd go pick her up in the afternoon and bring her home. And she's 11, so I feel comfortable with her being home for a couple hours by herself. And, and that's that what was she, her highlight. That's what she really enjoyed. Yeah, I don't blame her. Yeah. There it is. There you go. And then both of your kids had, Wyatt and Zoe had swimming. Yeah, they went down to my mom's. They hung out for a week. They went swimming. They did swim lessons. And then they would go like just swimming, swimming for hours yeah. every day. So they're both exhausted. They just came home today. Everyone's tired and tan. And, and that's what I'm hoping because we've been on the river all day. And if my kid's not asleep, I know guaranteed my husband is. So she could be up doing anything right now. And was she awake when you came over here? Eh. <laughs> was she in bed? She was in bed. Yeah, she'll fall asleep. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. So Father's Day extravaganza. Let's start with our drinking game. Obviously, anytime we say dad, right? Daddy, yeah. father. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Oof. I know it's a rough one. Uh, how about uh, if either of us cry? Right. If or, we cry, take a double shot. Uh, it's Yeah. Because it's probably going to happen. Uh, yeah. I, There's uh, a good possibility I will cry during this. I cried twice this week, both podcast related. <laughs> so perfect was it from watching one from laughter and one from what just sadness okay did you watch that other movie no oh what was the laughter from the laughter was listening to our last podcast oh what was was, so funny about it i haven't listened to it okay so i was on editing yes i was on my way to work and i was listening and it was we had gone to the part with the spider. Yeah. <laughs> I cried actual <laughs> tears laughing that it like ruined my makeup. That's oh so yeah. Funny. Just like, Cause like it's, I, it's me warning you. Right. And so like the buildups there and then just us like, ah, and then me like, I didn't expect it to be so fast. <laughs> just the whole thing. That's so funny. Oh man. Hey, at the end of the day, at least we think we're funny. Oh, I loved it. That's I thought it was all we yeah, need. No real life tears down my face laughing, hey, there laughing you go. at us just there's, being stupid there's mm-hmm. b's five star review you yeah. guys if you need any other uh mm-hmm. reasons so if to you missed that <laughs> definitely go check out at least the last half of our last episode take a big drink and then give us a refill before we get into this because i have a lot of talking to do mm-hmm. so in celebration of father's day we are doing the watts family murders which yes i know is fucked up and it seemed like a good idea. I wasn't trying to be funny. I was trying to think of like a horrific father case and I got one and now I kind of regret it to be honest with you, yep. but we do have to do it eventually. Yep. So really been putting it off. 
And we did a horrific Mother's Day case. It's just that, God damn, we drank that bottle of wine already? Wow. Um, it's been a long day for B. Uh, the Mother's Day case of Gypsy Rose Blanchard was also a horrific case, but the ending was much better than the ending of this one. I think we can all agree. Men. So I got everything. First of all, trigger warnings. Uh, If you have a hard time with the death of children, Mm -hmm. you may need to stop listening. Just don't. So I I already knew about this case. I had watched the Netflix documentary like when it first came out. Um, I rewatched it. Oh. So the documentary is fantastic. American Murder, The Family Next Door. I wanted to watch it, but after watching my movie, I couldn't. No, yeah, and after I give you a rundown, you don't really need to watch it. It is interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's a fucking bummer. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's very interesting because these are this is a really recent case and like one of the things that you start off with is when they notice Shanann missing and the police officer who shows up to do a wellness check, he's wearing his body cams on the whole time. Yes. So you have Real. all of the footage right. of Chris showing up, pretending like he can't find his wife, interviewing the friends and family. You have all of that. Right. You have all of the interrogation footage from the police station. Mm-hmm. And Shanann, as we'll talk about, posted every single aspect of their lives on social media so real so you have tons and tons of footage of the family and of chris and of the girls (coughs) and it's so unsettling (coughs) and heartbreaking but super interesting and what's interesting about that is that i have no problem watching real life footage of the adults it's the idea of watching real life footage of the girls that i can't wrap my brain around i don't i can't see them yeah it's hard that's the part that kills me but i think the flip side of that coin is i think it's good that people are exposed to it because you hear that story and you know he's a monster but to see those girls and who they actually were and that they were living breathing like human beings it makes you it just really drives at home that he's a fucking monster it hurts a lot it's rough so i rewatched that great documentary um, I read an article on medium.com. I read an article in the New York <laughs> Times. I've listened to this before, but I re-listened just for fun. <laughs> Not fun, but, you know, right. just because I listened to um, an episode of Crime Junkie. I don't know if I've talked about Crime Junkie on here. Do you remember actually, like, seeing this on the news? Because, no. you know, I don't watch the news. No, so. me neither. Okay. So, I don't remember yeah. this being on the news Uh-oh. at all. Um, and even, like, Lacey Peterson was in our own yes. backyard. And I didn't know that that... Lacey Peter, I didn't know that that was happening until after, after he was arrested in 2020 did like this big two hour thing on it. And I was like, I think I was like wrapping presents or something. I was doing something meticulous <coughs> and I started watching that. And then I was like, oh, this what is crazy. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, the Berkeley Marina? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember being in beauty school when his verdict was read and it reminded me of when oj's verdict was read i and it was, was in the fifth grade yeah they stopped school they like brought tvs into our classrooms yeah yeah i don't remember that for some reason i was at my grandparents house i don't know why yeah so i didn't watch I it at school, school but i remember watching it with my grandparents and then same thing i was in beauty school and it was a like a busy day at beauty school and they stopped and they put the radio wow. on the intercom so we could hear the verdict get read out for scott peterson wow 
But yeah, you know, I just missed it because I don't watch the news. But that's interesting because like I read Daily Mail and they'll do Isn't news. Isn't that UK news? It is, but they'll do local news better than our own local news. Yeah. And um, so that's, I just totally slid under the radar for me. Like, me too. I, I knew about it, but I don't remember and actually I never, being exposed to any of it. And I never realized like, yeah, how recent this case was at all. Yeah. So, um, Crime Junkie, great podcast. It's another female-ran, female-owned podcast. Yes, queen. It's a very serious podcast. They're not funny. They got a whole research team. They have the serious music. And let's be honest, there's nothing funny about this. We're just assholes. We're funny. Oh, and we're not going to yeah. poke fun at this. What I mean is, is like, oh, the banter of us talking about our lives. Exactly. And they don't do any of that. They just yeah. stick to the case. Um. And then I watched an episode of Dr. Phil, which, you know, take that for what it's worth. I love it when you bring Dr. Phil. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to talk about his episode too much because I didn't learn anything new, but it was that he was interviewing Shanann's family. Yeah. And I was really interested in how they were doing. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, spoiler alert, not fucking great is how they're doing. Mm -hmm. No, that's probably the thing I'm going to look forward to most. Oh, I don't really talk about it that much. Fine. Just break my heart. God. Just give me something wa- to look forward to in this podcast so I don't start crying now. You okay. can watch it for free on YouTube. I promise. Yeah. That's where I watched it. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm. So Chris and Shanann meet in 2010. They're both from South Carolina. They're our ages. Oh, my God. So I believe like Chris now is like 36. Sure. So they awesome. were born in like, I think they were born in either 85 and 86 or 84, 85. They're sure. born right in our age range, yeah. which also like freaked me out a yeah. little. Because I'm like, what do you mean you're our age? Are you kidding? The second you said 2010, I'm like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they meet in 2010. Uh, Chris had sent Shanann a friend request on Facebook. And Shanann, thinking that nothing was going to come of it, was like, fine, whatever, dude. And accepts it. The reason Shanann doesn't necessarily think anything's going to happen, she's at a real low point in her life. Her whole life, she's been a hard worker. She was never handed anything. She she worked her ass off. And by the time she was 25, she had her first house built for her. Get it, girl. She was super proud of herself, as, as she, she should, should be. <laughs> yep. And then one day she started to feel really tired and really sick, which was not like her to feel so down. She's normally full of energy. And so she goes to the doctors. She finds out that she has lupus. So she's battling lupus. She's depressed. She's sick. She's kind of just hit a rock bottom when she sees this friend request from Chris Watts. So she accepts it. And next thing you know, they totally fall for each other. He sweeps her off her feet. She says that he saves her life. Yeah. He pulls her up from the brink of where she was. Okay. He sticks by her through her sickness. He accepts that about her. And they get married. Shanann's family loves him like yeah. a son, loves him like a brother. He's the perfect match for her. And he even wears like a lupit, like a like a rubber bracelet uh-huh. in support yep. of like lupus awareness or Mm -hmm. whatever he wears it every day of course to support shenan so eight years later they're married they have two kids bella who's four Cece who's three at some point they move from the east coast over to colorado i'm not sure why 
they moved. I do know that at some point they filed bankruptcy because they were in debt for about a half a million dollars. I'd say East Coast of Colorado is going to be more affordable. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what came first, the bankruptcy or the move yeah. or I don't know what happened in those years. Mm-hmm. But this is as far as outsiders it. can see, their marriage is great and perfect and they're great parents. But something's going on like you know half a million dollars of debt's a lot of debt yeah to of course, acquire of course absolutely and that's a lot of fucking stress oh oh my god and that's probably like the number one thing that makes people divorce is finances so yeah chris takes a job with a petroleum company he like works in these oil fields um shanann starts working for like an mlm um what does that stand for multi-level marketing scheme wow <laughs> damn it's girl like a pyramid thing it's, i'm not yeah. gonna i don't want to down it because nope. it was a big part of her life Mm-mm. she worked for a company called thrive i don't know if it's a pyramid scheme but you know it's looking real triangular yep so but she loves it she thrives doing oh. it she really believes in the products i'm not sure what the products do it has something to do with like health and fitness it she says it really helps with her lupus She's a big believer in it. Mm-hmm. She sells a shit ton of it. Yep. And it's enough to at least financially contribute to the family yep. and still let her be a stay at home mom and be dedicated to the girls, which she is. She's yep. a great mom. Those girls are her whole world. With her medical diagnosis, she was told that she was never going to be able to have kids. So to have these two, two angels, two miracle these babies, two beautiful angel babies. So part of being in this type of business that she's in because it's really like a lifestyle right yes that they're selling absolutely so she films everything yep every single part of their lives gets filmed and posted on facebook and on social media and that's a huge part of their lives and that's like i said a huge part of the documentary is her her stuff that she posted of course you can see a few things in there. Ooh. One, you can see how annoyed sometimes Chris is by that. Mm-hmm. And you will not find me defending Chris at any point. This is the only point where I would say that would bug me a lot. It, it would start to get on my nerves if some if I was constantly being filmed and posted. It's very hard. So that being said, hey, we probably could have communicated about it and maybe gone to therapy Um But, you know, I get it. That's a big part of her life. That's a big part of her business. Like, how do you say something? He's also known for being very shy and very quiet, very meek. So he might have had a hard time expressing that. That if you know about your partner, like, yeah, communicate. It's it's not an excuse for anything. Yeah. Mm -mm. They have the perfect family. He's a phenomenal dad. Great dad. I mean, seemingly great husband. Yep. Um, some other things, and you can see this in the footage. They didn't hold back too much. They did show you in the documentary and through text messages, text messages and things. Shanann is known, and her friends even say this. She's known for being a little bossy. Oh. She's known for being a little impatient. <clears throat> okay. And she's known for being a little nitpicky. All things I did not know. Okay. Yeah. So you can see it in some of the videos. Like if Chris doesn't kind of follow her instructions or doesn't quite do what she had wanted she's not like a raging bitch but she gets she gets snippy girl could you imagine cameras in my house oh my god the way that we speak to our husbands oh 
Right. The way that we speak to each other. Such a train wreck. Which we know is with the most admiration and love and affection, but to outsiders. God right. damn. I think the difference is, is that would be us, whether we're social media, whether we're out to brunch, whether right. we're at home in private. It's a little odd to be kind of like snipping at each other and then hey willing guys! to post it too. Yeah. I'm like, and Mm-mm. like everything's perfect. Yeah. But um, trust me, you will not hear me coming down on Shanann. I'm oh, just no. saying. It pays the bills, girl. And, and her, so many people do this for a living. Yeah. And that's just partly part of her personality. Of just like you are such a crazy, crazy perfectionist. Yeah. And like to the point where like your type A will just take over. Uh, I think it's very similar you know field yeah let's talk to me about type a and ocd and being very particular about shit yeah can't relate <laughs> <laughs> right no idea what that's right, like what and being married to a husband who's like i don't know i didn't think about right. it <laughs> nope nope don't know where that comes from yep at the beginning of june 2018 they claimed the beginning of june 2018 chris starts having an affair with his co-worker nicole she claims it was the beginning of June. However, it should be noted that police have found her Googling history, Googling the Watts' names, Chris and Shanann, all the way back in September 2017. <gasps> so the likelihood of their affair starting then is probably slim. But at some point between 2017 and June 2018, Chris starts having an affair. The canoodling. Mm-hmm. woman named Nicole. Yep. He works with her. She looks eerily a lot like Shanann, which is freaky. Yeah. And he starts pulling away from his marriage little by little. He's getting more and more distant. Yep. June 11th, 2018, Shanann surprises Chris with the announcement that she is pregnant with baby number three. Another miracle baby. This is also footage you can watch. She posted on Facebook. Does not seem excited at all. He's Oof. trying. He's trying to seem like he's excited, but you can tell he's not. Yeah. You can tell that he's not very happy. And it was really interesting because in the footage, she shows him the pregnancy test and he goes, so those pink lines, that means girls, more girls. And she's like, no, no. babe, you can't tell from the stick what we're going to have. It, but that to me is a red flag because he should He's fucking worried. know that. Yeah, yeah. No, he should know that. They've had two kids and you're telling me that he doesn't know how a pregnancy test works. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I can't speak for myself because I only have the one. I know Zoe was a beautiful surprise. All of my kids were surprises. None of them were planned. Right. So tell how was it? telling your husband clearly he knew what fucking two lines meant but like i'm sure even though it was a surprise he was nothing but happy oh we were stoked right yeah we were stoked the first i literally sneezed on your vagina somehow and got you pregnant yeah yeah that's how it works in my house (laughs) the first one we were so we took a thousand pregnancy tests until our um one of our best friends came over with like the digital readout Mm -hmm. just a double triple quadruple check and we did the whole cheesy romance movie thing where we were like crying in the kitchen and like, you know, holding each other. It was so exciting. And then the second one was really special because um, Lou's mom was going through chemo and quite frankly dying of cancer. We knew she didn't have a lot of time left. And so she needed to, we took her to lunch and then she needed to go to Walmart. And I was like, well, since I'm at Walmart, like I'm feeling really 
kind of yucky and I'll I'm late. Let's grab a test. And so we actually, I took that test in her bathroom at her house. And so she was the very first person to know besides mm-hmm. Lou. And that was a super special memory that we got to make with her. And then, yeah, Zoe, we were just at my mom's house, but all three of them, we were super stoked. Yeah. So super that's just stoked. what I'm saying. Cause for me, you're the only one that I can like relate to as far as this story. Like, it wasn't something you were planning, but it's still like it happens. And then and I do think that they were planning a little bit for this one because he makes a comment of like just goes to show that when you really want it, mm-hmm. it happens or something like that. So I think they so probably the, were trying. And even though he's clearly disappointed. But it's just weird that he doesn't know how a pregnancy test That's works. That's really fucking like, weird. I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, you know, you can't tell the gender right now. What mm-hmm. are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like you weren't involved in your last two children's right development so even though he's a great dad even though the girls love him he's clearly not happy about this baby number three in fact he doesn't even go to any of shenan's doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. with her shenan texts her friends about everything she texts her friends about everything that goes on in her life and in her marriage and it's actually quite interesting i don't know if they go into this in your movie it was kind of refreshing. She's kind of one of us. She's almost vulgar in her texts. She'll be like, something's weird. He won't fuck me. Like, I'm super horny. No, you're giving me a whole nother side of her that I love. And yes. I did not get in my mind. Because she's a real woman with yeah. real. I don't like this idea where we romanticize victims and like, oh. No, I got very picture perfect. Yeah. yeah. And in a lot of ways she was, but she's still no, like this a real is one of woman. Us. She could be here with us tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had a real marriage that had real issues. And I think that's something really relatable. And that's not her problem. No. It's uh it's what happened to her is because she unfortunately married a complete fucking monster. No, exactly. But you their can't. issues are very real issues that people have in their marriages. Amen. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, she texts her friends everything and that Chris is getting cold to her. He's scared of having a baby, another baby. Of course. It's unlike them to go so long without sex. And one time she's like, it's been almost a week without sex. And I was like, whoa, are y'all fucking all the time? (laughs) One week? And we're like, it's cause for concern. Could you imagine? Wow. So at some point they were like rabbit for years yeah for their whole relationship That's a lot to keep up with yeah um something also to be noted chris's family fucking hates shanann really they didn't even go to the wedding <gasps> they Damn. hate her they think she's controlling they think she's a bitch and when it comes down to it she stole their son away she Shut stole up. their baby and moved him to colorado and controlling my mind blowing my mind yeah okay i'm drinking to that shit i just wow okay okay watts family they hate your name yeah i mean it's like last episode because fucking perry ruined dick right because he couldn't have just been a piece of shit on his own it was all perry's fault i don't remember what last episode was about b I got to be totally honest with you. I have no idea what last episode was about. The beautiful family on the farm that got got slaughtered. Oh, yeah. The family on the farm. Yeah, they were like, that was in the 50s or 60s? Yep, exactly. God damn, that was last episode? Dick Hickok. 
roped in Perry. And and remember his parents, like even to the oh, hanging of Oh, they were, them. that was their baby. Yeah, right. It was all Perry's fault. So I, here we go. We've got the Watts family. Yeah, that's all their baby Shenan boy. just fucking ruining their baby. Yep, absolutely. That's mm-hmm. the vibe. So they're constantly kind of like bickering, very like passive aggressive, right? Shanann versus his parents, his family. Until one time, the girls were over for like some sort of family thing at the Watts' house. I don't know if they were visiting on the East Coast or maybe Chris's parents had came out to Colorado. Okay. But whatever. Some family event happens. And their daughter, Cece, is pretty allergic to nuts. She has a nut allergy. And Shanann, of course, being the type of mom Shanann is, has made this very, very clear, clear. <laughs> very clear to everybody. Yeah, because it's not like, I mean, the kid's, what, four by this time? Yeah. Like, there's or been three. Either two. way. I don't know when the allergy thing happens, but yeah, like two or three. It doesn't matter. It's been a long enough time that, like, family members should be aware. Well, Chris's mom gives her ice cream chalk filled with nuts. And uh, Shanann loses her shit. Yeah. As she fucking should. I would. I would have lost I my would. fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shanann puts her foot down and says the girls can't be unsupervised with his parents and his family anymore because it puts their literal lives at risk at this point. And of course, Chris, surprise, surprise, takes his family side. So that really kind of kicks things off. Right. I just point out that Nick's parents forget all the time that he's allergic to fish. Their own kid. All the time. Mm hmm. Like, for instance, so Nick's mom watched by this last time we were out of town and we get home and I'm stoked because she made a dinner where she asked if we like cilantro and I don't mind cilantro, but I'm also not a huge fan. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you could just like put it to the side or whatever. But then she's got like this huge bowl of steamed mushrooms. (laughs) <laughs> which nick like me hates because we're people of high caliber and i just taste. look at him and i'm like babe at least it's not fish like it could have been it could have been salmon and mushrooms right it really could have been absolutely <laughs> that's so funny oh. well unfortunately i think these people are just doing it to be dicks yeah I think no i know yeah i think they're, they're doing it because awful. they think shanann is exaggerating and being like trying to be like controlling Uh or dramatic or whatever. Like, does she really have an allergy? Mm -hmm. So things are getting bad now. Right. And she actually starts, she actually asks him if he's having an affair. And of course he denies, denies, denies. Right. Yeah. So which, why, why deny? if you're, significant other is calling you out on it just give up at that point like it's for everyone's it's, best interest it's mine and lose rule that we would we just made be it honest or just break up yeah. our pact is that we would rather break up before we would cheat on each other right because um it's so fucking embarrassing and it's so we've talked about this gut wrenching and, yeah. and i would rather you just break up with me than do that because it's always going to come out this is no one ever keeps it a secret this is the woman that had your children whom you clearly care about like you care about i guess uh, no i know but like based on all of this like you're you're trying to stick with it but but what for like right yeah for whose benefit if it's not for yours or for theirs 
Well, I think the only person he cares about is himself, to be honest. Yeah. I think he's pretty. True fucking that. True Self-involved. I'll drink to that. At the beginning of summer, summer, Shanann takes the girls to her parents' house in South Carolina. She's going for six weeks. They have an amazing time. Time of their lives. They're having a great time. But getting a hold of Chris is real hard. He doesn't call. He doesn't text. Shanann's blown up his phone and it's like really hard to get him to like even text back to her. Yep. And she's sending him all kinds of stuff from nice loving texts to texts where she's begging him to be in contact. Everything in between. To right. be in contact with his daughters. She's like. Just anything. If you and I have beef, that's one thing. But like you You're should at crushing least. crushing your kids. Call and say goodnight to the girls or whatever. Um, to like. Some kind of bitchy text, which, of course, again, she has every right. And who wouldn't? I am. I would have been way beyond that at that point. Oh, girl. The whole not calling thing. I would have been so far beyond anything Lou could have handled. I would have been irate. Yeah. She's buying self-help books for both of them. And she mails them to Chris. And Chris just throws them away. Yeah. Obviously. So what's Chris doing that he's so busy that he can't return his wife's calls? I bet I could guess. Fucking his mistress. Left, right, and center. In Shanann's bed. Everywhere. In Shanann's home. Everywhere. Yep. And they are really falling for each other. This relationship is moving pretty quickly. They're saying I love you to each other. He's writing her love notes. He's writing her love poems. He's never met a woman like this before. And how pregnant is Shanann at this point? Um, in the middle of summer, I don't know. I'll I'll give you a an, an update, update later, but okay. you know she's still like I think first trimester probably. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm guessing because like she's still 10, flying ten weeks yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. She's still flying. Yeah. The last week of their trip in South Carolina, Chris flies out to join them. They spend a week there. He flies back with the family. They get back to their normal life, but there's still no physical affection. He's like turning her down, which is killing her self-esteem. It's yep, crushing it. It's odd. She even talks about how um, she's like, oh, he's in the shower. Like she's texting her friend like he's in the shower. Maybe I should just get naked and try to join him. And she's like, yeah, girl, go ahead. Get your freak on, whatever. And then she texts her back. Nope. Got denied. He's Damn. too tired. He went to bed, whatever. So. It's a lot of red flags going off in Shanann's head. Yeah. She doesn't know who he is anymore. She's scared of who he's turning into. That's what she's telling her friends. He's changing. He's turning into a different person. I don't know who this is anymore. And I don't know how to like reach and get to him. I would get her. I'm sorry. Like if I was hearing these things from my friends, I feel like I would get her out of this. Yeah. But I think they're just trying to be supportive. <laughs> All marriages go through rocky points. Right. <coughs> yeah. And up until now, he's been a gold star husband and dad. So maybe they think he's going through like a midlife. Cri- well, not midlife, but, you know, maybe yeah. he's going through something. Okay. I think they're trying to the be supportive. Yeah. Um, but, you know, who knows? A 15 week pregnant Shanann flies out to Arizona for uh, an event for Thrive, the company that she, I guess, works for, sells, whatever. She's gone from August 10th to August 12th. And while she's gone, she sees that at some point a $62 charge was made to their debit card at a restaurant called Lazy Dog, which 
killed me because Lazy Dog is one of our, mine and my husband's favorite restaurants in the Bay. Wow. Apparently, they're a chain at least from Colorado over. Yeah. We love Lazy Dog. So that just like whatever. I piqued my interest. But is it a hot dog place? Because it you should be. You wish. No, it's like a... um. It's a bar and grill like any other restaurant, but it's one that boasts, you know, like the it's not Cheesecake Factory. So it's the no frozen food. Everything's fresh, but still like a big, you know, they got a bar. They have a restaurant. Yeah. And the whole reason Lazy Dog is their patio seating is all dog friendly. Oh, they provide they have a dog menu. Okay, that's where the dog. And they got doggy treats. I dig that. Gotcha. And then inside they have like big artistic pictures of dogs everywhere. Love it. Yep, all for it. Okay. Their Sunday brunch menu. If anyone wants to go to Lazy Dog, I highly suggest the Hawaiian fried rice. It is immaculate. It's so I want good. some right now. Yeah, we used to go to Sunday brunch all the time just for the Hawaiian fried Jesus, rice. That sounds phenomenal. <laughs> so Shanann calls him. What's this charge at Lazy Dogs for $62? He claims he went to a baseball game um, with his friends. He had gotten a sitter for the girls. They decided to get dinner afterwards. And he's like, it was kind of expensive because I ordered the salmon and a beer. But because women are significantly smarter than men at every fucking turn, Shanann looks at the menu online, dum-dum, and she's like, that should have been like 30 bucks. Right. So where's this other money going to? Right. right? Not to mention they're strapped for cash if they're trying to get out of bankruptcy. I don't know if you get out of bankruptcy. Don't you claim bankruptcy so you don't have to... Uh, pay for that debt true i don't know yeah i, don't I know. think that's why you claim bankruptcy and so beat. you just it, like it trashes it. your credit but then it's like but you don't have to pay this shit back okay so then you just have to deal with bad credit uh, okay i think you work in the financial world why I am i explaining this i work with people that have millions of dollars not they're all bank- bankruptcy right. never heard of it <laughs> yeah mm. no sounds like poor people problems uh-huh. i don't have time for that but sometimes people like there's some sort of loopholes like for instance 50 cent has claimed bankruptcy before and because clearly, it like got him out of stuff yeah and, and he's, he's like doing fuck just it fine yeah, yeah okay fine i'm bankrupt okay damn i want to file bankrupt <laughs> <laughs> no that's fun all right shanann comes home 1 40 a.m on august 13th her friend nicole same name as the mistress different person thank yep. fucking god right oh god drops her off the last time anybody sees shanann alive is on their ring doorbell camera you see the visibly pregnant shanann uh-huh. coming home around 1 40 a.m mm-hmm. later that day Her friend, Nicole, who had dropped her off, is concerned because Shanann hasn't answered her calls or text messages. She knows for some reason, and I'm not sure why, but she knows that Shanann missed her doctor's appointment that day. I don't know if she was supposed to go with her. I might be able to shed light on that. Oh, okay. I can't wait. So she knows Shanann misses her doctor's appointment. Obviously not like her. Alarmed, Nicole goes to the Watts' home with her husband and... She's like, well, maybe Shanann just slept in. Maybe she doesn't feel good. Like, we got back really late last night. Whatever. Knocks on the door. And not only does nobody answer the door, but the house is very quiet. Uh And that is a real red flag because she's got two young kids, like basically two toddlers. screaming through the house. Should be chaos in there. Of course. 
So she starts calling around. Nobody's heard from her. She calls Chris. She calls the police. And the police officer gets there around 1.40 in the afternoon to do a wellness check. The house is completely locked and he can't go in without, um, what do you call that? Permission. Yep. Consent. From, from yep. the home. Unless he sees that something, like if he were to see Shanann If there was a body or blood or, yeah, but there's some no. Some sign of distress. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, he could go in, but he yep. can't force his way in without the owner's permission and without probable cause. And. This part in the documentary so reminded me of my mom. Shanann's mom reminds me a lot of my mom, and it sounded exactly like her. Nicole is on the phone with Shanann's mom explaining the situation of what's going on. And Shanann's mom says, Nikki, as Shanann's mother, I'm giving you permission to go into my daughter's house. And I was like, oh, that's so something my mom would say. Fuck yes. (laughs) So something my mom would say. Just do it. So they wait. Chris is on his way home. Obviously, he's very worried. His pregnant wife isn't answering the door. Anything could be happening. He finally gets there from work. Wait, now I got to know. So if something, if I was missing Mm -hmm. and the house was quiet and Nick said not to go in the house. No, he's he's on his way there. He's on his way home. I know, but he hasn't given consent to get, go into the house that's what i'm saying he's on his way home but he hasn't said you can go in. i don't know if he didn't answer the phone maybe on the car right because because no she... i'm asking if this was me oh, and okay. you I'm and sorry. nick i'm sorry yeah no me i'm missing you can't hear violet nick's on his way home but hasn't given you consent you're going into the fucking house also it would be a huge well it's locked to be my house is never locked. I know, but I'm talking about Shanann. I know, house. I'm not. I'm talking about uh, me. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have called Nick. I would you, have just gone right, into you your house. Thank you. I would have just gone into you your house. You would have just gone into that. Now, house. if for whatever reason, normal people, if this the, was the exact same situation yeah. right now, the locked yeah. house, I can't find you. I yes. can't hear you or Vi. Yeah. And Nick doesn't give consent. Yeah. That would be huge red flags because Nick gets mad at me when I knock now. <laughs> If I just come over and I knock, he gets mad at me that he has to get up because he has to get up from the couch because he thinks I'm not me. He thinks I'm somebody he has to answer the door for. He's like, why didn't you just walk in? I'm like, what if you're naked? I don't want to see it. And he's like, well, I don't want to open the door. So just come in. He always gets mad at me for knocking. He always will. Good. Okay. But that is not the case for this family. This family's house is locked up. I don't know why Chris didn't give like verbal permission to the police officer other than maybe he I wasn't mean, on the phone on the drive over from his work. Uh, I have no idea, but he comes in, he oof. comes in hot. Yep. He comes in concerned. He goes in through the garage, sees that Shanann's car is there mm-hmm. with the girls' car seats in it. Mm-hmm. So already you're like, where is she going to go without at least the car seats? Shanann is not the type of mother to take who her kids, not put her kids in a car seat. Right. He goes in the house. Of course, he opens the front door and allows the police officer in full permission. No one is there. No Shanann, no Cece, no Bella. There are some other things missing. Or no, not missing. There's other things found in the house that Mm. should be missing. Like Shanann's phone is there. The phone that she is attached to 24-7. Why would that be behind? Is Mm -hmm. there. Red flag. Her medication that she needs is there. 
red flag. Mm -hmm. Her purse, keys, wallet there, red flag. Her keys are there. How is the house locked and she's gone and her keys are inside the house? So even if they like went for a walk to the park, exactly. None of that adds up. And if even if she would have left all that there and they went on a walk. It still wouldn't have been locked. It wouldn't have been locked because her keys are inside. Yeah. They do find that the master bed has been stripped. It's just a bare mattress, which in of itself is not a criminal act. It is a little sus, especially because they find not all of the bedding, but some of the bedding in the trash can. In the trash can? Yes. And with all those things still at the house, the two things that are missing are the girls' blankies that they're very attached to they don't go anywhere without them so the blankies are gone chris makes it a point they don't go anywhere without their blankies he also tells them that as far as he knows shenan's plan for the day had been like a play date with a girlfriend and her kids so as far as he knows she was supposed to go do that and he has no idea why she'd go do that without her phone keys purse wallet medication car seats any of it Right, right, because this friend just happens to be like, what next door or across the street? We don't. And need remember, any- all of their families are in South Carolina, so it's not even like if I had gone missing or whatever, the first person my husband would call would probably be you, right? And then my mom, right? Because he would just assume I'd be maybe with her. Yeah, of course. But their parents, their families are on the East Coast, so that's not even a possibility, right? They start talking to the neighbors first of all chris is not upset enough he i asked my husband he watched it with me the second time around what his reaction would be and he'd be like i would be fucking panicked he's like i would be tearing through that shit calling everybody i know you know and chris seems very calm for this level of situation absolutely they start talking to the neighbors the neighbors haven't seen anything haven't heard anything suspicious But one neighbor has security cameras Mm -hmm. that catch part of the Watts's driveway. Mm -hmm. So they go over to see this dude's security camera footage. Yes. And immediately Chris is now panicked. Chris is sweating and pacing and grabbing his head. And like you can tell he's trying not to freak out, but he's freaking the fuck out right now. And he's explaining himself about... How, how he normally parks his car over here, but he had to back his truck in because of this and blah, 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 blah. And like all of these things that nobody asked him for. He's giving all this information that nobody asked him about. Okay. Security cameras. You can just barely see the Watts's driveway. There's like a tree or something in the way. But you do see before Chris leaves for work, him back the truck into the driveway, like back it up into basically. So what he, time would he usually go to work? Pretty early. I mean, I feel like oil workers are early, early risers. My Yeah. My husband can go to work anytime between like four and seven in the morning. Yeah. I think Chris is probably the same way. Okay. This is absolutely what time he should be going to work. Yep. And you can see him kind of going back and forth a little bit. And he's explaining, oh, I had to grab some tools and take him out to the work site. And then he drives off. Fantastic. Chris leaves this interaction. He's like, all right, I got to go. A creepy thing that happens real quick is he's talking to the police officer and bullshitting. And you can see like 
because the security footage is over now. So now we're back to like whatever was on TV before and it's like commercials. Okay. And a commercial, I don't even know what it's a commercial for, but there's like a 3D ultrasound on the TV. And Chris looks over and he sees it and he looks back at the officer and then he he brings up the fact finally that Shanana's pregnant. He's oh, like, this hasn't come up yet. Well, it has. It, the friends had told the police officer that, but I don't know if Chris realized that they had told him. So now he's like, oh, and, and she's pregnant. Da, 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 da. But what's creepy is as he's telling them that, it goes from the commercial with the fetus with the ultrasound <sighs> to like a commercial it. with a skull. Oh. And it goes ultrasound, baby, skull. Right. And it's so weird. I don't know if you believe in like spiritual, like oogie boogie stuff, but it feels a little bit like maybe somebody from the other side was trying to give that police officer hints uh, of what was going on. That's fucking... Mm-mm. Isn't that crazy? That's not okay. So Chris leaves and he's like so weird and casual about it. And the cop's like, well, do you want my card so nope. you can call me or whatever? And he's like, yeah, sure. Okay, bro. Cool. Like, it's so weird how he talks. I don't know. So he leaves and the officer, the the neighbor's kind of like motioning to the officer like, wait, 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 wait. And so the officer's like, I'm just going to get this guy's name and info, whatever. So Chris leaves. And then the officer stays behind and this fucking neighbor comes in so motherfucking clutch. The hero of the story tells him. Give it. He's acting fucking weird. Yeah. This is not how he acts. He's normally quiet and reserved. All this twitching and pacing and talking that he's doing is really weird. And he never backs his truck up in the morning. Yes, boo. Ever. He always parks on the street. Is this the neighbor with the camera? Yep. Yes. Yep. The neighbor with the camera. Super clutch. Love it. So he tell he. Dude, this is our Kyle. Yeah. This is our Kyle. He's acting so sus. August 14th. CBI joins. Hey, you know what CBI stands for? <laughs> Wherever they're from. Colorado Bureau yes, of yes, Investigation. Yes. yes. We know what it is now. CBI the joins. The KBI, the CBI. Yes, bitch. They're looking for, obviously, Shanann and the girls. This is all over the news. This is huge news. There's misting posters and search parties and all of that shit that comes along with it. Chris is on the news multiple times. Again, he's not fucking upset enough. Nope. He's saying that he wants his family back, but you can tell he hasn't been crying. Mariah, you can tell I'm he has very left. upset that my family is missing. I want them back so, so bad. <laughs> but yeah, like you would think his eyes would be puffy and red because he's been crying or losing sleep. Like, or- bro, you're not Paris Hilton. You can't pass that off and still be a fucking queen. Like, no. Yeah, uh, monotone. Clearly not very upset. Sometimes on accident, he uses past tense, <gasps> which is a red flag situation. Ding, 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 ding. And he also never asks. They keep asking him questions about like his emotions. And I understand that some people have a hard time expressing their emotions, especially Me. traumatic experiences. However... He's only answering them. He's very willing to answer questions. He keeps bringing it back to everything he's doing. Here's all the things that he's doing and he's done to try to find his wife and kids. And right. it's never about, 
I'm freaked out. I'm upset. I'm this. I'm that. It's always like, well, I tried to da 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 da, and I did this, and I did that, and look at how good I am. Look at how good I'm being. I'm the concerned husband. I'm doing everything I can. Yeah, it's very like a very self-centered, weird interview. He's also not wearing his fucking wedding ring. Oh, and he's also not wearing his lupus bracelet. So that also feels like a red flag. Amongst all of this. Oh, and then also they look up, they follow the GP. What are you drinking? Water? I, no, I just finished the last sip. Okay, I'm asking. I'm sorry. I saw how much water was missing. I was like, look at you staying hydrated. I'm drinking both heavily. <laughs> That's the key. Especially because we have to be functioning tomorrow because it's stupid Father's Day. <laughs> So the police follow, uh, they look up the GPS on his truck and it does show that he just went to work one of the oil fields that day and then came back to the house. He didn't go anywhere suspicious or out of the way. Amongst all of this, Nicole, the mistress, pops up. She comes forward and she tells them pretty much everything except for she tells them the thing where it's only been since the beginning of June and she makes it sound very casual. She does not go into in depth of how deep their relationship has gotten. Right. Okay. And she tells them that Chris had told her she knew about the wife. She knew about the kids. Chris had told her that they were separated. They just hadn't gone through the divorce yet. He's still living at the house until they get a divorce and then he's going to get his own place and be with her forever. Police find her Google search history and she has been searching for wedding dresses. She has been searching for Jesus Christ. Just the most doing the most. Always. She's been searching for wedding dresses. She's been searching for like All kinds of articles or whatever about like mistresses, men leaving their wives for their mistresses, that type of stuff. She's also been obsessively Googling Shanann and Shanann's name and everything that comes along with that. Yep. And eventually, I don't know if this is within this round of Google searches, but as a side note, let's mention she's also at some point been Googling Amber Fry, which I don't expect you to know who that is, or Amber Frey. Thank you, because I was just about to be like, and Amber is whom? Amber was Scott Peterson's mistress. Mm. And Amber got herself a book deal. Because she's the one who came out and was like, Scott Peterson's case went on for a thousand times longer than the Watts family did. Um, So they were kind of at a little bit of a standstill in the Peterson case. And then Amber Frey's the one who came and blew the case apart because she was like, he's been fucking me for however long. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. So Nicole's been looking up Amber Frey and how much money she got for her book deal. Yep. So that way Nicole can get herself a little book deal. So think of that next time you feel bad for stupid Nicole. I don't anymore. Yep. Because I had a different opinion. Prior. Yes. I get. Mm, yeah. I get it. I yep. get that it's easy to be swindled into the idea that they're being separated and yada, yada, yada. You could be going through a separation and we can be in a relationship 
But the minute you invite that woman over to your home where there's nothing but family pictures and fuck that woman in obviously your wife's bed and bedroom, you've crossed a line whether you want to sell me on the fact that you're separated or not. So on this note, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to spoiler alert. I'm going to jump into my part just because I don't want to miss the relevance here. She does. She goes to the house and she can't cope with the fact that this is their family home and she's looking at their pictures. She doesn't understand why he can't make it work and she fucking leaves. They don't fuck in their family bed. Yeah, that so I, definitely isn't happening in real and life. And that's what I'm saying. Remember, I watched the Lifetime version. Yes. I, they very much painted this different picture. So what you're giving me is the raw, unedited R version of what happened. And what I got was the PG. Yeah. So yeah. be prepared for that. No, Amber's definitely, whether she believes that he's separated or not, she is ride or die with him up until this point, of course. Um. So, yeah, she comes out. She tells the police everything that she's concerned about the whereabouts of Shanann and the girls because of A, B, and C and whatever. Great. They bring Chris in for questioning. He comes in with no attorney, which, thank God, because we want him to be busted. But on a side note, never talk to anybody what without a fucking move to not attorney. come in with an attorney. Or oh. stupid. Oh, not only does not have an attorney, he says yes to a polygraph test oh yeah i know and yeah this in the documentary brilliant. the the polygraph woman is a fucking g she's our other star of this story besides mr security camera neighbor she's amazing she's so sweet may and- i ask a question yeah did you pick my movie because of the polygraph do you know who my polygraph no oh ama- okay i picked your movie because yes. it was the only movie about them okay I couldn't believe that they'd actually already made a movie because it's such a recent case. Oh, my gosh. But girl. leave it to Lifetime to be on top you're of gonna it. You're going to die. Okay. Don't tell me. I know. You're going to die. So the polygraph person in real life is a G. Yes. She's super kind and sweet and mm-hmm. supportive of Scott. But she tells Scott. God damn it. Now I'm on Scott Peterson. I know. Man, Chris. I know. And tells him, like, it's if you're innocent, it's a good thing you're here because this will help prove that you're innocent. She's like, but just to let you know. If you're lying or you have something to hide, don't take this test. It's going to call you out. Right. Don't fuck up. She straight up tells him, if you got something to hide, maybe go get a lawyer and come back later. And we've talked about it like polygraphs, like they're not held up in court and whatever. But like they're still going to break through to some point like you're going to. Yeah, I think that's what it does is at the very end. It's going to it's going to get you some cracks. Yeah, it it forces people to like maybe show their hand. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So he takes the polygraph. He fucking fails it. Big time. At which point our polygraph queen switches personalities and is like, fuck you. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Yeah, she's the best. She is. So she comes back in with a detective. They start questioning him. They can tell he's on the brink of confessing. He asks to see his dad, who has, of course, flown out here yep. to be by his son's side. And they're like, okay, fine, whatever you want. They get dad in there. And as soon as dad's in there, he starts saying... She goes crazy. Chris starts saying, basically, what had happened was Shanann came home from Arizona he told her that they wanted that he wanted a separation. She couldn't handle it. And then he found her eventually killing the girls. Clearly. 
What else could happen? That one of the girls was already dead and that he walked in on her strangling the other one. And so he snapped and he killed Shanann. Yep. But she had actually killed the girls. Right. Of course. Um, why didn't you call an ambulance? No. Why, why didn't yeah. you try CPR? Right. If it's somebody strangling my child, why didn't you knock her the fuck out? You're a grown man. I'll revive your child. Hit yeah. her as hard as you can and start CPR on your child and call an ambulance. But no, instead, let's let's kill the wife and, and just, dispose of all the bodies. Right. Clearly, that's the answer. And our polygraph lady even straight up says as he's confessing this to them. Like, you she, know how stupid you fucking No, know? that's not what she says. She double checks with him and she goes, just so we're clear, you're OK with the world thinking that Shanann killed her children. Right. You're OK with that, that the this world's cool going to know that Shanann murdered her children. Right. He's all, yeah, that's what happened. And this so. is how you're going down. That you're the hero because you took her out because she killed the children. Right. So he tells them where the bodies are. They're at the oil tank. I don't know what it is exactly that he does. I don't know if he's like an inspector. I don't think he's the like The fact a that you've even neck. narrowed it down to an oil. All I knew was tank. Period. Yeah. I have no It's definitely an oil tank. He's definitely not a roughneck, though. He's mm -hmm. not out there, like, getting super dirty. Right. No. I think he's more of, like... like an inspector? Inspector, supervisor, mm -hmm. that... I'm not sure, though. But it's this weird, like... There's a couple of oil tanks on this, like, piece of, you know, property that's all, like, scrub brush yeah. and, you know, just yeah. kind of wildernessy. That's where the bodies are. They go there... First of all, they find the missing bed sheet from his bed set just out in the brush, which feels sloppy. <laughs> Fuck you. That's so stupid. And then they find Shanann in a shallow grave. Ugh. And he tells them that the girls have been left in the oil tanks. I just I'm getting like nauseous, mm -hmm. like just sick in my stomach, just knowing what's happening. So eventually, at some point, Chris gives a full confession. It takes him a couple hours. What happened that night was the the day leading up to Shanann coming home, normal day, him and the girls hung out. They watched cartoons. They went to Target to get a present for a birthday party they were going to. They went to the birthday party. The girls had a great time. They had ate pizza for lunch, yada, yada, yada. Everybody went to bed. Shanann comes home. They get into an argument, I would assume, about maybe the lazy dog charges, right? Or maybe he confesses finally about or Nicole. Or just him being a piece of shit in general, whatever. Yeah, who knows? They He claims they had sex. I don't know if that's true or not. That's what he claims. Then they went to sleep. Then he woke up to go to work. So this is all happening in a couple hours. Because yeah. you have to remember, Shanann's pregnant just came home from a fucking she flight. She got home at 1 a.m. Yeah, like 1.30 a.m. Yeah. And she has all this energy to argue, fuck, sleep, wake up, argue again. And then get he goes murked. to work at like 4 a.m. or something. Right. So no. the timeline None feels weird. Mm -mm. But he claims she came home. They argued. They had sex. They fell asleep. They woke up because he had to get ready for work. They argued again. And then he finally got on top of her and pinned her down and strangled her to death. 
in the midst of that, Bella wakes up and sees this and asks if mommy's okay. Mommy's now laying face down on the bed, not moving. Mommy's not okay. And he tells her mommy's fine. She's just not feeling well. We have to take her to the doctor. He wraps Shanann up in the bed sheet and he puts her on the footboard of his truck. He's got like an extended cab truck. So it has like a back seat. So he puts her on the floor of the back seat of his truck after he backs it in. And then he brings the girls out to the truck. He tells them we have to take mommy to the doctor. So now they are sitting in the back seat as their mother's dead body is laying at their nope. feet, taking mommy to the doctor. Nope. He drives the 45 minutes to his work site where he buries Shanann. a long fucking drive. I know. I know. He buries Shanann and he goes. And that's also not an easy thing to do, bury a body. So think about the time that took. It was a very shallow grave. I don't care. He did a very quick job. Like the girl's sitting in the backseat the whole time. That's the hardest part. The the killing is really hard. The idea of the girls being this scared is harder. No, just uh uh-uh. what they're thinking, what's happening to them as they sit there. No, I can't. So he smothers Cece first with her blankie that she is so attached to. <sighs> he throws her down in the dirt. And Bella has now seen this. Cece is her little sister. Bella's the badass big sister. She asks her dad if he's going to do that to her. And he doesn't remember what his response is. But the last thing he remembers is her dad screaming, Daddy, no, as he takes her blankie and smothers her. In a sick way, he's very proud of Bella because she's the only one who fought back, which how he can live with himself, I literally have no idea. He smothers Bella and then he proceeds to take their bodies one at a time to these two oil tanks where the opening is about eight inches wide. So he has to shove their bodies in each girl, a girl per tank, and he has to basically break their bones to get them in through this small opening. And actually, when they go to retrieve the girls' body, they find clumps of their hair stuck to the opening of the oil tanks because he had to shove them so hard to get them in. And that's where we pick up our story is (laughs) from him doing that and then going about his workday. And showing up to act concerned that his wife and girls are missing. There's a couple reasons why we know that this is premeditated. He swears that he doesn't remember he doing this. He doesn't know why he did it. Blah, 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 blah. We know it's premeditated because one, he had told his team the day before, don't worry about going out to the work site. I'm going to go there first thing in the morning and do whatever. A, B, and C. It's not normal for him to go to the work site first. Normally, he would go to the office first and then go out to whatever work sites he needed to go to. Okay. But he told his team, you don't have to go there first. I'll go there first. You know, don't worry about it. Wow. He calls the girls in sick from school. He starts looking up selling their house. Um, he does some other Google-related searches that are really sus- suspect, and all of that leads us to believe he did not snap. He did not have like a heat of the moment. He had been planning this and he saw it through. He wanted a new life and this is how he was going to get it. Hey, 
Just leave your family, man. Right. Do you know how many men every single day? She gave you so many opportunities to just fucking tell her. So many men walk out of their families every day. Is it the right thing to do? No. But it's better than this. Yeah. Take your fucking mistress and move to Canada, my dude. And never. What do you care? Right. Just never talk to your wife and kids again then. Right. People abandon their families all the fucking time. Or you could divorce her. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Well, you know what I do know? Hmm. This is the first time I've cried. Wow. On the podcast. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's worth something. Because I know I'm definitely going to smoke some weed just to calm my ass down. But this is the first time I've cried. Don't worry. It gets worse. So when they're retrieving. I thought we were done. Okay. (laughs) As they're retrieving the girls from the oil tank. They've now because they've now been in there for about three days. (sighs) Their skin slips off their body. They're very hard to get out of the oil tank. They're also now highly flammable, so they can't be cremated. And they have to go through all these like extra steps to get the girls back to South Carolina. They have to be wrapped in a certain way because they were in the oil tanks for so long that they're now toxic to even be what around. The fuck. So their grandparents, Shanann's family. They're still fighting for them. No, they have them and they buried them, but they had to like wrap them in a special way that they could be transported. Oh, my God. And they never got a chance to like see them or say goodbye to them or whatever because they were too toxic and too flammable to be exposed to the air. So that's great, Chris. That's what you did to your little girls who fucking loved you. Chris eventually pleads guilty to all counts to spare himself the death penalty. Oh, wow. He's given five consecutive life terms plus 48 years with no chance of parole. You'll be happy to know that he's an absolute outcast in prison. Because you know how they deal with child killers in prison. Yeah. They don't fucking like him very much. But you'll be sickened to know that he gets constant love letters from, from women, women i can't no who want to marry him no. while he's in prison no what has happened in your life ladies if that's the right term what has happened in your life that's so fucking that traumatic so sexy about that god damn try what, therapy what about that screams fucking dick i want that's nothing but disgust it's the worst person owl and filth for real like just just garbage sweetie if you're writing a letter to chris watts right now do me a favor stop and just try therapy just see if it works it might work out for you yeah he's not the one girl no and i bet you could do so much better um chris's family of course they are saddened but they still love their son and they have forgiven him yeah, well. Um, Shanann's family on Dr. Phil talked about how Chris's family has asked for some of his items back because they had to sell the house and they donated pretty much all of their possessions to charity. So when it came time, they had contacted, they reached out to Shanann's parents and asked if they could come get some of their son's things. And of course they obliged, but it is to be noted that they never asked for anything of their grandchildren. Yeah. They didn't ask for any of Cece or Bella's things to remember them by. 
Um, Shanann's family is obviously devastated, but they are a religious family and they truly believe that Shanann and the girls are with them every day and Mm -hmm. that they're in heaven and they're waiting for them and fantastic. Um, And that's it. Thank God. That's the whole case. Can you just be done? Yeah, I'm done. Please. Oh, God. So... R.I.P. Rest in peace, Shanann, Bella, and Cece. I am so sorry that Chris Watts was in your life at any point. And uh, I hope Chris Watts is getting raped every day of his life in prison, which I'm sure he's not. He's probably in solitary, but fuck him, huh? I hope uh, his daughter's voice haunts him for the rest of his life. I really do. Really weird. I just can't wrap my brain around how anybody could ever do it. I don't understand how you could do it to a child. I certainly can't figure out how you could do it to your own child. I don't get it. Killing your wife. Obviously, we're not going to condone that. That's fucking horrific and but terrible. But you can wrap your brain around that. Kind of. I mean, it's definitely better than your toddler daughters. It's I don't understand how. No. What? How did it happen? And he even says that he doesn't know. He, he claims that he has no idea that it just kind of happened. And that just doesn't make any sense. So a couple quick things about family annihilators. I didn't write it down, so I'm going to have to go off the top of my head of what I remember from the Crime Junkie episode. They did the research for us. Well over half of family annihilators. I think it's like way up there, like 70, 80 percent of family annihilators are men. They are normally men in their 30s. They are usually men like Chris, that have respectable jobs and no real history of violence or like mental illness or anything like that. And they usually have a um, something going on in their relationship, whether it be cheating or financial woes, which they had both. And they are almost always committed killing their families has almost always happened in the month of august just like wow chris that's bizarre like yeah. everything else you said made sense yeah up until the august thing and that's Isn't that just so crazy that yeah is it the summer heat just like drives them crazy yeah it's like the heat of the summer i don't know that's weird so there's some fun facts about not so fun facts about mm-hmm. family annihilators mm-hmm we watched you watched a lifetime movie i did how'd they do like i said i got the very pg version of what went down so chris watts confession of a killer 2020 and it's opening with home videos whether or not they're real i don't know right we see two very young girls running around. They're playing in a yard. Well, is it the actors? So the girls were never actors in in the movie. So for me, like, I don't know if they took clips of the girls. The only actors were Chris Watts and Shanann. Yeah. So it's the real and clips like, of Cece and Bella. Maybe. I, I would assume, but I don't know. Okay, fine. Right. Um, so they're laughing as we hear news reports in the background of the disappearance of a pregnant woman 
and her two daughters missing for two days and hinting at the husband's involvement. And it seems, because me going into this, besides knowing what happened, like the actual outcome, I don't know anything about the family. And I don't know anything about the case or anything about anything. So it seems like she's a vlogger, right? Filming parenting advice. She's got her two daughters, their stay at home, this very happy family setting. And we see Watts telling the reporters how badly he misses his family, how desperate he is. So we're going back and forth in time. My favorite. <laughs> and his struggle not knowing where they could be and blah, blah, blah. And barf, barf, barf. August 15th, we watch the footage of Chris being polygraphed by none other than... Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. Any guesses? All right. First of all, how big of a celebrity is it? Not, but very reoccurring in our podcast. A very strong theme we've had recently. Oh, Shit, I don't know. The and woman remember, who plays Mama Firefly? <clears throat> no. Uh, the woman who plays, is she in Silence of the Lambs? Yes. I knew it. Yes. Is it's it the Brooke, girl in the well? It, yes. 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 It's the mayor's Brooke, daughter yes, or whatever? Yeah, yes. yeah. It's Brooke. It's Brooke Smith. From All right, Silence. Brooke. Come yes. through. Episode 33. She does an incredible job. She is very much the way that you described her. Yeah. Where she would be... She, she's just casual in the way that she asked the question. She's not, like, accusing him in any way. But they obviously know that he's a piece of shit. Like, she just, she nails it. Yeah. She does such a good job. So I even say, like, she calmly explains, like, you should have nothing to worry about as long as you're telling the truth, just like you had said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She even says something like, you know... If you have something to tell us, you might as well tell us now. Otherwise, start from the beginning. Yeah. And we cut to Shanann setting up her camera to record the moment of her telling him about the third child. Uh Uh-huh. In all of your life, have you ever heard of the name Shanann? No. Right? But I will say another thing that tugged on my heartstrings is that they were expecting a boy finally. And his name was Nico. Mm-hmm. And Nico is the name of my nephew, my first nephew. So it was just, you know, a little something. Because even Nico, you don't hear a... Oh, sorry. Oh. I know. I'm sorry. I opened my phone and it was automatically on TikTok, of course. Uh, oh, but, as it um, should be. Yeah. Because you don't hear Nico a ton either. And I was like, oh, of course, it's a Nico. Mm-hmm. And Anyways, yes. How do I hear Shanann? Uh, this is the first time ever. Yeah. I thought it was very unique. Um, and just also has, as you had mentioned, it's like he had said something when you want something bad enough, eventually it'll happen. But in like the most meek monotone, like, yeah. So at work, we see one of Chris's coworkers asking him like, Hey bro, you missing something? And at first Chris is confused before realizing he's missing his wedding ring. And he's like, oh, yep, you know, it keeps falling off because I've been losing so much weight 
following this strive diet and these pills that his wife is pushing. And that's true. He does lose. I didn't talk about it because fuck him. Oh, I know. But he does lose a lot of weight. And he does. If you just show me a picture of him and I don't know anything about him, he does get pretty hot. <clears throat> yep. So he's like, you know, hey, you should come and, you know, check out her next convention, blah, blah, blah. Takes the ring back. Everything's cool. So we see Shanann vlogging and telling her viewers how much she loves her job. She gets to travel. She's bettering people's lives. She's won like these trips to Cancun that she can't wait to go with her husband. And she comments on her husband's success, like how good he looks, how much energy he has. Damn, maybe I need some strive in my life. Right. Some thrive. I know. And so we watch her as she packs up the two girls and they head out of town for a convention. So this would have been the six weeks that they're away. At this point, we see Brooke. She is our polygrapher Mm -hmm. asking Chris. So things aren't adding up, right? You're happy. You both have good jobs. A nice house, beautiful children, another child on the way. Why aren't you going with your wife? Right? And he's like, well, you'd have to ask her. So we see now back in time, Chris is slipping his ring off once again into his pocket before flirting with a girl at a job site. Gross. Who then slips like him her business card oh so he's at home all alone right everyone's gone what do you do uh masturbate you know what he's- oh that's what he does yes! that was my joke answer <laughs> <No>! <laughs> you know it he watches porn but that's not good enough and he can't get off so he calls the number on the card he and Nikki basically like their first time interacting, they fuck, right? Wow. They, Very, uh, is that Carla Homolka? Oh, was that the Ken and Barbie killers? Sure. Remember, it's like they met and then they were fucking at like a house party. Yeah. Uh huh. Sorry. No, you're no. I love what a throwback. That's I, like episode two or something. A girl, I was just about to say. I'm like, mm. it was way back. So, it's like they go to the restaurant. So for you, that was like later on in the relationship, I guess. They meet up at the restaurant that you called the Lazy Dog, or what they call it in the movie. I don't know. I'm like, it's the Sleepy Pup. <laughs> No, but they basically. And I will say real quick, they had gone on a bunch of dates before that. That was the first time that Chris had used was ballsy enough to use his debit card. Yeah. Normally he would pay cash. Right. But the fact that he was finally getting ballsy enough to use his debit card really speaks volumes. Yeah. Because it's like you really don't give a fuck if your wife right. knows. And so, I mean, they go back to the fucking restaurant to fuck even before dinner. And. Shanann's got like a shared app on her phone Mm -hmm. so it like pings every time he spends this money 
Um, and then they fight a little bit about that on the phone before it like goes back in time where we learn that she had, she was diagnosed with lupus and she fully credits strive for like helping her overcome her disease. You had said him. Both things. I know. Yeah. But she, she's in this one. And it's then, all strive. Yeah, it's, re- it's really, yeah. Uh-huh. And, but we also see that Chris is getting fucking ripped. He is like bench pressing. He's getting yeah. fucking shredded. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so we see Chris get a call from Shanann with the girls trying to say goodnight. And when Shanann's like, what are you doing? It's so loud. Like, I saw the charges on the phone. And he's like, oh, I'm out with the guys for the night. And he's like, I'll call you back later. Literally hangs up on her as she's trying to say, like, okay, well, I like, I love you. Like, dang, super cold. Mm. So after dinner, he finally gets back to the car and he calls his wife. But at that point, like, the girls are already asleep and, you know, it's just another fight, basically. Like, why do you even call at this point? And so we see back during the interviews that Brooke points out the lack of communication and the disconnect between Chris and his and his wife. Like, what's going on, right? Everyone else has painted, like, this picture-perfect relationship, but we're what you're telling me like besides like he's not obviously admitting to the affair but like the lack of communication with your wife like what's going on right and he's trying to point the problems towards her of course like she's cheating mm-hmm we see him back at home watching videos of his daughter blowing out candles at a birthday party I guess, like, in North Carolina or whatever, where her parents are. Yeah, they had a birthday party. I can't remember for which daughter, but they had a birthday party over in South Carolina. And it is to be noted that even though they, they're they all from around the same place, Shanann did not invite Chris's family oh. to the daughter's birthday yep. party. So as he's watching these videos of her blowing out her birthday candles, he's also getting provocative pictures from his mistress. Oh, good for you, Chris. Right? It's like fucking gross. So he's like, well, I'm going to peace out and go fuck her instead. Yeah. Gross. So while Shanann is staying with her parents out of town, her mother even starts to question, like, how happy are you in your marriage? But she quickly shuts her down, is coming to the defense, like, mom, don't start this shit. She's like, He's really busy with work. He can't just fucking come out here while I'm taking care of all of this. Just leave it. But he clearly has time to take Nikki to some fucking local beach getaway. Oh, fantastic for Mm -hmm. him. And then we see Chris's dad. He does go to visit the grandchildren at Shanann's parents' house. Oh, and he's a gem. He's a real fucking gem. Yeah. He decides to bring her some old things of Chris's 
because it's like here's a football or like a a pitcher's I don't know what is it or a catcher's mitt whatever <laughs> okay yes pitcher's catcher's <laughs> bat whatever oh, you see how into sports B is <laughs> right and Shanann's like we don't even know the sex of the baby and he's like oh well it better be a boy because you know someone has to carry on our family name oh yeah the illustrious watts name yeah and it's like you've already had two girls like it's the least you can do at this point oh well it's up to the men to choose the gender with their sperm stupid yeah okay douchey dad thanks a lot thanks for your opinion you piece of shit also you can have a girl who's into sports so I appreciate that they really painted him out to be a, as crappy as he was in real life. That's the one thing they did do right. Good. It sounds like they got a lot right so far, V. Shanann does not take it well and is like, Chris, you need to talk to your parents. I'm not dealing with their bullshit. But then she also like, it's like, look, I'm, an emo- I'm emotional. I'm pregnant. Like, I'm just tired. Don't take anything I'm saying too seriously. Just... Just listen to me. Just be here for me. Yeah, we know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And Chris was like, "Yeah, well, guess what, bitch? I'm tired too." Oh, I was are like, you? Oh, motherfucker! He's all. Do you know how much time I've been putting into right? fucking my mistress? All I'm right? exhausted. She's like, "You're so distant. What the fuck's going on?" So, besides Shannon's mom being curious what the fuck's going on, Brooke is also like, "So." what are you so busy doing Chris while your family's away like you can't be with them you've obviously got so much work to do like tell me about it and he's got nothing (laughs) okay we'll bring up Dr. Phil for a half a second oh Dr. Phil with his weird fake diagnoses I think he called um Chris Watts a malignant narcissist but um basically what he was saying was people like that will come up with a lie but because they're so self-centered and everything's about them they just assume that once they say the thing that that's going to be the way it is and so then when people question ask questions about it and question it they get so put off by the fact that they didn't believe them. They're like, but I said this. Like, how could you not just don't take you that? believe me? And so it throws them off so much that they end up like stumbling through questions. Yes. I love when I can bring out the Dr. Phil and you. Yes. Dr. Phil. Right. And that's kind of what it gets to. He's like, well, someone has to pay the bills, blah, blah, blah. And it gets really snarky. And so we see Nikki invited to the family house for the first time. And she's surprised. Like I was telling you earlier, you have a beautiful home, a beautiful family. Like, why aren't you trying to make this work? He's like, I did try. But in the end, like we're do we're two different people. It's best if we get divorced. But, you know, it's expensive and things can get nasty. And we're just trying to make this cordial for the kids. And Nikki's like, you know what? No, that's not enough. And I'm out. Could you imagine? Let's take my house, for instance. If Lou brought home some mistress to my house. Fuck no. How many pictures are on my walls Mm -hmm. of us and our kids? Mm -mm. It'd be a fucking disaster. Mm -mm. It would be such a mood killer, I feel like. And that's exactly the case for her. She's looking around like, nope, this is not happening. Mm -mm, No way. 
So we see Shanann confide to her girlfriend that things in her marriage are off, but nothing like you were saying. Yeah. Not, none of the like rated R version. She was just like, you know, it's really full of ups and downs and men's act weird when babies are on the way and blah, blah, blah. So Chris wins Nikki over. They go camping. They fall in love, right? He says, I love you for the first time, blah, blah, blah. And so in the interviews, Brooke is like, so you're suggesting that Shanann could possibly be seeing someone else while in real time, it's him that's falling in love with someone else. He's like, yep, it's possible. (laughs) I mean, I guess anything's possible. Mm -hmm. And then we see a family trip where finally he's reunited with Shanann and the family in North Carolina or wherever they were. And they have a family day at the beach. And it's like this beautiful, wonderful experience. The kids are so happy. It's a, Everyone's a picture perfect family. And she's vlogging and telling everyone, oh, look at us, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as the camera turns off, she's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, where have you been? You haven't been talking to me. You don't even care about this pregnancy. Like, something isn't right. She's like, if you're mad at me, like, just tell me what's going on. Yes. And so she she happens to mention that she's been having a really hard time with the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And this is something you didn't bring up. I guess this was like a super sensitive pregnancy. Like she spotted a lot. There was. I didn't hear anything necessarily about that in detail. I know that already her pregnancies are high risk because of the lupus. Right. And um, they did talk about how like careful she was being, but they didn't talk about like spotting or anything. Okay. I mean, and she's still flying around. So for sure. She's still doing semi-decent. Real quick, hold on. Something you just said reminded me of Shanann's parents. Oh. Um, oh, just how much they wished that he would have just divorced her. Yeah. Because, I mean, and her mom really stuck this home. She's like, our daughter would have gotten over him and moved on no, no problem. problem. She would have had no problem raising her kids and moving on without him. Ew. And I was like, you go, girl. Mm-hmm. I feel that. <laughs> like, just fucking leave. Just divorce and move on. But yeah, her mom definitely wanted the world to know that her daughter yep. would have been fine without this piece of shit. But instead, he, you know, just needs time to think. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really, bro? You just need to, time to think? Like, time to think about how you're going to fucking kill them? Awesome, you piece of shit. He's <laughs> getting worked up, y'all. Back in the interview, he tells Brooke it was Shanann who wanted to end the marriage. And she was the one acting distant and cold. All Shanann's fault, right? And he can't think of any reason why. So, meanwhile, Nikki is following Shanann's social media, vlogs, whatever, and is questioning, like, why is she depicting them as, like, this perfect family? When you're supposed to be getting separated or divorced. And so she's like, you need to move out right now. And she like starts looking for a place for them to move in together. Like, look, this has 
a bedroom for the girls, this and that. Once the family is back at home, Shanann is already hyping up her next convention in Arizona. And she and Chris are fighting over the fact that he was, like, non-existent at their last doctor appointment. Right. Where they were supposed to find out the sex Mm -hmm. of the baby. And she found out that it's a boy. Yep. Right. Supposed to be so exciting for them. Right. You know, you'd think it would be the best possible news. But he admits that things aren't good. (laughs) Well, it's honest. You know, between either of them. But also that they're coming up on either their eight or nine year anniversary and that he doesn't want to fuck everything up. Like they've been through so much together. Finally, he's getting this boy. Like every everything will be fine, right? Everything will be great. One would hope. So on August 10th, we see Shanann leave for her convention. But according to Chris, she left in a rage, like a mad fit leaving the kids with him to deal with and really he's off like fucking Nikki. Like who knows what he's doing. And then finally she's being dropped off the night before we hear the dispatcher call for the wellness check. And so when cops arrive at the Watts, at the Watts house, They're greeted by a woman named Amber who was on the business trip with Shanann and she was the one who dropped her off at 2 a.m. in the movie. 1.30, whatever. So on the trip, Shanann had complained of not feeling well due to her pregnancy. She's having like these complications. And so Amber had offered to drive her. Oh, there we go. To the appointment. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Shanann never responded to Amber's calls or texts. And that's why she had driven to the house to see what was going on. And noticed the car was still parked in the garage. But Chris had informed her that he and Shanann had separated, which was like shocking news to her. Like, oh, we had not talked about this. Right. That basically to him, like their marriage was over. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they confirmed that Shanann did not make it to the doctor's appointment. And by the time that the cops arrived to the house, Chris was like 45 minutes away and he did not give them consent to enter until he had gotten there. And by the time he arrived, he was like cool as a cucumber. Yep. Allows them to enter the whole thing. They find the car seats, the phone, everything you said, the wedding ring. And they question the neighbors. The neighbors do have the camera. And they do. They see Chris loading up his truck at 5 a.m., three hours after Shanann had been dropped off at the house. No sign of her or the kids leaving. Chris gave interviews to the reporters claiming he came home and it was as if she had packed up and just left. Right? 
because they were having problems in the marriage. He came home when? That that's like instead of her being missing, that that's how he was taking it. Like he came home. But he she packed up without her purse. Right. Uh Wallet, keys, Uh medication. He had just left him because they were having problems in the marriage without all the important things in her life. Yeah. Mm hmm. And so this is when we see Nikki home watching the news and seeing all this shit goes down. And she's piecing together that Shanann was 15 weeks pregnant Mm -hmm. during the time that he had been with her. Yeah. So she's pissed. And so we hear the results of Chris's polygraph, which he clearly failed. Right. And now this... You know, polygrapher Brooke, she's not having any of his shit. He finally admits to cheating, tries to tries to blame everything on Nikki and basically like Damn, she, now he's blaming Nikki? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, nothing's ever Whoa. right. Nothing's his fault. His dad is at the police station. He goes in there and all we see is that he goes in to talk to his son and then comes out and basically like collapses to the ground. Okay. So who knows what he told his dad, whether it was the truth or like what he fed. Sure, it's a fucking lie knowing mm-hmm. Chris Watts. Mm-hmm. All right. So while we don't know what he said to his dad, Basically, we hear that, according to Chris, he had gone to work early on that morning because he had to dispose of the bodies because Shanann had killed the girls. Yep. Right? He said that he saw her on the baby monitor strangling one of the girls and so he lost control pulling her off of their dead bodies right and that's when he decided to bury her and put the girls in the tank again why in the fuck would you do that i know also on a side note, I never had a baby monitor, but you have a baby monitor. You love it. I wish I had a baby, baby, monitor, <laughs> baby monitor right now. Why? To see what your kid yes. is doing? Um, but how clear are those baby monitors for him to take a look at it and, and assume that she's strangling no, a child? No. You would assume that she was hugging a child. She was... Tending to the child. a diaper. You would right. not. Baby monitors aren't like these no. big HD cameras. Mm-mm. You're going to look at it and you're going to be like, what is she doing? Right. Like, oh, you know, you're going to think she's doing mom stuff. You would right. not think she's strangling the baby. Right. And so they even like Brooks like, so you feel confident that the evidence we find is going to back up this story. Right. And this is what you're going with. Like, why wouldn't you just call the cops or an ambulance? Like, why wouldn't you try to save your girls? 
And even if you can't save them, the gruesome detail I went into about how he got those girls into the oil tank, there's just no fucking no. way. How, even if something like that had happened to your girls, how are you have it within your wherewithal to do that to, to them? pack them up into a car, drive 45 minutes away, and then do that to their bodies? Right. No loving caring normal parent that i know would be able to fucking do that no. so right from the get his story doesn't hold water so fortunately he's arrested mm-hmm. and we see as nikki watches the news of you know the found bodies and the videos and everything about shanann and could you imagine no first of all could N- you imagine no <laughs> are you kidding it would be so crazy Mm-mm. so In jail, we see Brooke go to visit Chris. And finally, he's like, I love my family, but Nikki was this drug that I just couldn't get enough of. He goes back to the night The Amber dropped Shanann off at 2 a.m. And he's like, she walked up the stairs, climbed into bed. We made love. And as soon as they finished, basically, he, like, accused her of testing him. And so they get into a struggle. And she's like, I want a divorce. I'm going to fucking divorce you. Threatens to expose him for the piece of shit that he is. I'm going to take the girls away from you. Blah, blah, blah. And so we see him choke her, which is surprisingly graphic, considering it's been like this very PG Lifetime movie. Although, Mm -hmm. remember, Girl in the Box was a Lifetime movie, apparently. I, I know. And he drags her body down the stairs, wrapped in the bed sheet. Jesus. The sound of her head hitting each step. Just like the way that Gracie had described it from episode 42. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before he notices that both of the girls are watching from upstairs. Yeah. And this is where you can just from this point on, <laughs> you could just picture We've me covered it. <laughs> crying yeah. at work. Just fucking dying just like i I, because poor b had no no, idea at least i knew what i was getting myself into i'm just okay we hear the girls cry for their mom we hear them being packed up into the back seat of this fucking truck that drives them out into the middle of fucking nowhere and we know exactly what happens and how fucking awful it is and they note that the last thing that Bella says is, is this the same thing that's going to happen to me? And this fucking monster, this pure fucking evil is like, yeah. And, you know, she says, daddy, no, over and over again. And fortunately, the movie ends with not him necessarily. Like, we see him sitting in a cell with his ghosts of his daughters or whatever. But Brooke 
sitting in the visiting area, like finally, like knowing she has that truth. Yeah. Like they finally got him to admit just what fucking pure garbage he is. Worst person. Right. Like if we can take anything out of this, he finally had to admit like it wasn't Shanann. It wasn't anybody. It was fucking him. Just this piece of fucking wretched human filth. And he has tried to say a couple different things before his final confession. He had started off with the Shanann thing. And then he had moved on to him um, smothering the girls in their beds so they were still asleep. Yep. And that's what everybody thought had, had happened up until he finally gave his like no. long confession. And that's what really killed. You're going to drag these kids in a car with their dead mom's body for 45 fucking minutes. Yeah. Where you're then going to watch one see the other one get murdered by their father, knowing what's going to happen to her. Hear her pleas to stop. Murder her. Shove them through this fucking tank. Like, what the fuck is that? I have no idea. Like, what? So that's what really got to Shanann's parents, besides all the obvious things. Like, what's the purpose? The idea of how scared the girls were, how scared Bella was watching Just leave them at the house. To Cece. That was really, really hard for them because up until then, they had believed that even though the worst thing possible could have happened, that they were asleep. No. And they thought that he smothered them in their sleep. No. And the uh-uh. thought that they went through that much terror. Because he wouldn't be so thoughtful. No. He just had to be the absolute fucking worst. Uh-uh. Disgusting. And um, it's at the point now where Shanann's mom just prays that the girls were actually dead before he put them in the oil tank. Oh, my and God. And not just passed out or, no. you know, no. whatever. Uh-uh. Um, I can't even think about that. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, obviously, it's not a fun movie to watch, but compared to how it did to the actual true crime case I'm, and all of that. I would rather watch a PG <laughs> Lifetime version of this over, like, a Netflix homegrown, like, yeah. real deep dive like the story that you told me made it made me just cry here versus like me watching the lifetime at work where it's like it made me cry there it's a different it's a it's two totally different experiences i i would recommend the lighter note i guess i don't know it seems like they they stayed close to the case they brought you the facts they they got you what you needed to yeah i mean they don't make her out to be any anything other than this loving mom with her girls trying to do this fucking thrive strive diet thing and making it work for her family and him just being the piece of shit that he is. And so how many knives do you give it? I'm gonna give it four. It's a good knife. I'm rating. gonna I'm gonna give it four. Like it it did its purpose. It wasn't long. It wasn't more than it needed to be. And it it 
broke my heart because it should it should make me feel Aww. the way that it made me feel mm-hmm. well the only good news about this episode is that we're done now we're done with the walk we story. got it over with so we don't have to do that and I- that's why i couldn't i'm like after this because going into it i'm like oh i'll watch both of them and i'm like nope I'm well, the other one done. has nothing to do with Chris Watts. The other one's like oh, just a regular horror movie. No, not the one you recommended. Oh. The uh, the one on oh, Netflix. the documentary. Yes, there's a apparently some crazy horror movie out there called I think it's called Father's Day, and it's Which, very much like Silent Night. Okay, I don't want you to be mad at me. I'm not gonna be mad at you. No, we tried to find that, but in looking for that and not being able to find it, we ended up getting the new Saw movie and we watched that instead. Oh, okay. Why well, I'm not going to be mad at you. Because we were going to watch it together. It's okay. Life it, will go on. I looked. It's not in our movie theater. It's. It. I think it went straight to like, you have to buy it. Yeah, one of those. Uh-huh. Anyways, how was it? How was the new Saw movie? So, new Saw movie Starring review. Starring Chris Rock, Samuel Jackson. Who else do you need? Uh, and apparently, I think the guy is from like Hands Made tail or is he hot with dark hair yeah yes yeah he is it's, guess what his name is in handmaid's tale nick oh nick he is so hot chris yeah. rock is a little over the top yeah but good He's trying hard to sell it yeah i'm trying very samuel L. is not trying hard to do shit He's just there to say fuck and look at the camera. Right. He's exactly what I would have expected. Handmaid's Tale dude was a new surprise for me. I this was my introduction to him. He's my favorite. He's so hot in Handmaid's Tale, you have no idea. He's hot in this movie too. God bless him. I mean, he's just he is what he is. Mm -hmm. Nick called it early on exactly what was gonna happen. So I'm like, fuck you. This is what's going to happen. It was good. How many knives did you give Saw? Three. Oh, less than the Chris Watts story. Only because once Nick pointed it out, it it was was so obvious. It was obvious. Don't tell Nick to shut the fuck up. I know. He's good at it. And you, you can figure it out. And it's obvious. And it's. But the killing was good, and it was very well filmed because it was very graphic. Very saw it, it was very saw. Like, I was very uncomfortable. Nice. Like, where you're sitting on the couch, like, looking for your fingers, like, ah! Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh-huh. Perfect. Yeah. Well, there you go. When you get a chance, guys, check out the new saw. I'll probably wait for it to be free on something. Uh, but, yes. You know? I would definitely wait for it to be free on something. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's your look of the week, B? My look of the week. I did the Strive Nutrition because on in my movie it was Strive instead of Thrive. Yeah, Thrive is probably licensed. Yeah. I also have a, like a little diet patch on my arm. I brought a kettlebell and like a nutrition shake drink so b is getting ripped container thing i got ripped sleeves you're gonna you're gonna see me in all my muscly glory hopefully her pants don't fall down oh they're gonna fall (laughs) they're they've been falling down awesome so next week everybody is our one year (gasps) anniversary it's also my birthday (gasps) week not that anybody cares about that so we are gonna do something fun and different we need a fun a one episode only special so you are going to have 
to listen next week to find out what that is for pictures from our episode this week and from our lives and everything we want to share with you guys is THC podcast on Instagram. I'm not, we are not really on any other social media. So Instagram or die. <laughs> Instagram or bust. Um, we're on all streaming platforms. If you have a minute to leave a five-star review or a comment or a like or a subscribe. It helps us. It's great. We appreciate it. I see all your comments. I try to get back to as many as I can. Um, And awesome. I cannot wait for next week's one-year anniversary. uh, Mm -mm. And there's still so many heavy hitters we haven't done yet. Which is incredible because we were so worried we were going to like run out. No, we're still good. We're We're good for, I would say, at least another... Six months to a year. And remember, guys, and you can always throw some ideas at us. I mean, tell us what you want to hear about. Absolutely. If you know about any kind of movie. In fact, TikTok's been such an ins- inspiration. Inspiration. TikTok has came in clutch. I actually have one in line from TikTok that my girl, Brittany, who's also my hairdresser, sent me through TikTok. But next week's episode, I'm not going to give anything away. I will tell you, a client at the salon told me about it. Incredible. So that'll be something to look forward to. It'll be way funner than this episode. I can almost guarantee you we will not cry next episode. Uh, Right? No, you got both of us to cry. Thanks, guys. That's a first. Too bad it didn't happen on the one year anniversary. It'd been perfect, but Uh, close enough. So yeah, leave us a review. Do whatever you can. Check us out on IG. And if nothing else, just listen to next week. It'll be a lot of fun. And thank you. And we love you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.